Hello, good morning, good afternoon and welcome to another episode of Straight Talking English. I am coming at you today in week three of the COVID lockdown. I feel like I've gone slightly crazy, which I start, is why I started you off with the last post on the bugle. My name is Catherine. I am your host as ever. I am STR8 Talk English on Twitter. I am the face that you see if you search up Straight Talking English on YouTube. I am the person who will greatly, greatly, greatly benefit from your pennies if you decide to support the show on Patreon slash Straight Talking English for as little as pound a week, pound a month, sorry, you can make a massive difference to the production of this show. And if you search up the full context on Amazon, you will find some very, very good context books. They are very, very good because I wrote them and that's how I know that they are very good. I'm also the person, as we may have noticed, who started with Last Post on the Bugle. I wish I could have paid you the Libertine song, Last Post on the Bugle, which is, in my opinion, way better. But because that song has so many connotations of remembrance, and because when you're listening to it, probably the only time I've heard it played is in a movie when a soldier character has died, or on Remembrance Sunday, it immediately brings up these ideas about how to remember those who have died. And it's this topic of remembrance which is leading into our poem this week, which is Poppies by Jane Weir. How do we know it's a war poem? Is the question. I mean, aside from the title and the military imagery, it seems to be a poem about loss and remembrance rather than strictly about war. So it kind of sticks out in the same way that Letters from Yorkshire does in the other half of the anthology. But the fact it's called Poppies and the fact we have this remembrance poppy in our heads is what makes it clear to us because we've got this iconic symbol of remembrance so it's a bit of a debate every year especially on facebook on with my lefty friends do we wear the poppy so my own bias is is that i always wear the poppy i think it's important um both my grandfathers served in the second world war as i'm sure i've mentioned got a cousin in the armed forces my brother-in-law used to be in the armed forces nothing but respect for people who do decide to serve got some issues with their some of the wars that britain has been involved in (coughs) iraq (coughs) but that doesn't stop me wearing the poppy some people argue that you know by wearing it you're supporting bad things as well but when i was researching this one The poppy is actually a very recent thing, and it's also an incredibly female thing. And that leads me on to my main thing, my main idea actually. This is very, very much a female poem. Our poet Jane Weir said she was subliminally thinking of Susan Owen, who was Wilfred Owen's mum, and the family of soldiers in any war when I wrote this poem. This poem attempts on one level to address female experience. Okie doke, pretty cool. 
Before I get into how female the Remembrance Poppy is, and a bit more about Jane Weir, take a listen to our reading for this week. I allocated my voice actors depending on what they wanted to do. So, Jake was our voice actor for this week, giving us a beautiful reading of Poppies. Have a little listen and tell me, does it work with a male voice reading it? Because I think it does. Three days before Armistice Sunday, and the poppies had already been placed on individual war graves. Before you left, I pinned one onto your lapel, crimped petals, spasms of paper, red, disrupting a blockade of yellow bias binding around your blazer. Sellotape bandaged around my hand, I rounded up as many white cat hairs as I could, smoothed down your shirt's upturned collar, steeled the softening of my face. I wanted to graze my nose across the tip of your nose, play it being Eskimos like we did when you were little. I resisted the impulse to run my fingers through the gelled black thorns of your hair. All my words flattened, rolled, turned into felt, slowly melting. I was brave as I walked with you to the front door, threw it open, the world overflowing like a treasure chest. A split second and you were away, intoxicated. After you'd gone, I went into your bedroom, released a songbird from its cage. Later, a single dove flew down from the pear tree, and this is where it has led me, skirting the churchyard walls, my stomach busy making tucks, darts, pleats, hatless, without a winter coat or reinforcements of scarf, gloves. On reaching the top of the hill, I traced the inscriptions of the war memorial, leaned against it like a wishbone. The dove pulled freely against the sky, an ornamental stitch. I listened, hoping to hear your playground voice catching in the wind. All right, let's go back to girl things, shall we? So, it's argued that the Remembrance Poppy is a female symbol because the person who is most known for starting the Remembrance Poppy is an American lady called Moina Michaels. She starts off her involvement with the Remembrance Poppy partly in 1914 when she happened to be on holiday in Europe and then got evacuated back to America on a ship that would actually be one of the sister ships of the Titanic and that was a bit concerning she volunteered with the YMCA and the Red Cross and it was walking along in 1918 where she suddenly got inspired she later said on saturday morning before armistice during the 25th conference of the overseas ymca war secretaries a young soldier placed a copy of the november ladies home journal on my desk at headquarters about 10 30 o'clock when everyone was on duty elsewhere i found time to read it and discovered the marked page which carried colonel john mccray's poem we shall not sleep later named in flanders fields it was vividly picturised, the most strikingly illustrated in colour. Alright, we'll rewind a bit from our story. So we've left Moina Michaels reading this poem. John McRae was a Canadian man 
who was stationed during the First World War as a medic, and he was very much inspired by the um, imagery of the death and destruction around him compared to the beauty of nature coming back. And a lot of writers noted that as the seasons changed, it was these wild poppies that started to grow back in France. Beautiful red poppies. The very famous poem in Flanders Fields, which was popular with families of those serving, and evidently Moina Michaels, goes a bit like this. In Flanders Fields, the poppies blow between the crosses, row on row, that mark our place and in the sky. The larks still bravely singing fly, scarce heard amid the guns below. We are the dead. Short days ago we lived, felt dawn, saw sunset glow, loved and were loved, and now we lie in Flanders fields. Take up our quarrel with the foe. To you from failing hands we throw the torch. Be yours to hold it high. If ye break faith with us who die, we shall not sleep, though poppies grow in Flanders fields. Okay, as someone affected by the war, that is a very stirring moment. So once Moina Michaels finished reading it, she said, I read the poem, which I had many time, read many times previously, and studied its graphic picturization. The last verse transfixed me. To you from failing hands we throw the torch, be yours to hold it high. If ye break faith with us who die, we shall not sleep, though poppies grow in Flanders fields. This was, for me, a full spiritual experience. It seemed as though the silent voices again were vocal, whispering in signs of anxiety unto anguish. To you from failing hands we throw the torch. Be yours to hold it high. If ye break faith with us who die, we shall not sleep, though poppies grow in Flanders fields. Alone again, in a high moment of white resolve, I pledge to keep the faith and always to wear a red poppy of Flanders fields as a sign of remembrance and the emblem of keeping the faith with all who died. In hectic times as were those times, great emotional impacts may be obliterated by succeeding greater ones. So I felt impelled to make note of my pledge. I reached for a used yellow envelope, turned the blank side up, and hastily scribbled my pledge to keep the faith with all those who died. And then she wrote her own poem in reply. Not gonna lie, it's not very good. Um, We we can appreciate the sentiment behind it, people. Appreciate the sentiment. Don't appreciate some of the rhyming, but okay. It's called We Shall Keep the Faith. It goes, oh... You who sleep in Flanders fields, sleep sweet to rise anew. We caught the torch you threw, and holding high we keep the faith with all who died. We cherish too the poppy red that grows on fields where valour led. It seems to signal to the skies that blood of heroes never dies, but lends a luster to the red of the flower that blooms above the dead in Flanders fields. And now the torch and poppy red we wear in honour of the dead. Fear not that ye have died for naught. We'll teach the lesson that ye wrought in Flanders Fields. Oh my days. Look, if I had a year eight, 
and they was rhyming red with dead i'd probably circle it in green pen and be like maybe we could try and think of some different rhymes this might be a little cliche but anyway anyway this was her response moina michaels decided that this was going to be her thing she dashed into new york she bought fake flowers and she handed them out to some speakers at a conference after that she campaigned endlessly that this be given as an international symbol she said i wore my poppy until i reached home in february where i made some fresh ones since this was the first group ever to ask for poppies to wear in memory of our soldier dead and since this group gave group gave me the money with which to buy them i have always considered that i then and there consummated choice of words woman the first sale of the flanders fields memorial poppy all right so we have very female-led campaign at a time when maybe female-led campaigns weren't so obvious massive props to moina michael however controversy there is someone else who claims the title of being quote unquote the poppy lady madame curan is known as the poppy lady of france she was director of a charity called uh, the american and french children's league she picked this emblem for the charity as a poppy in november 1918 and the idea was that women, children and veterans would make artificial poppies out of cloth that could be sold and the proceeds would go and help the funds that restored the devastated regions of northern France. So it is this weird like copyright battle, but we're still claiming it as a female sim as female symbol because both of them very much female. Alright. Let's think back to Jane Weir this was came about due to remembrance this poem features the idea of war graves there is actually a real place that you can go to near manchester and visit the actual setting for poppies st giles's church in matlock apparently was the basis for this poem she said she'd sort of daily visit there with her youngest son james they found it a way of escaping there are lots of beautiful things in the graveyard. They used to observe the war graves in particular. It made me think about the idea of losing a child and what that must feel like. A lot of the graves are of young men, soldiers and airmen, some 18. As a mother, try to put myself, if you can at all, in the position of people that may have lost someone. Makes sense so far, I like it. And the thing about the poppy is it's supposed to be universal. When we wear the poppy, we're not, we may be thinking about a specific person, but we're also thinking about soldiers in general. We're not necessarily thinking Brits or French or German or Dutch or Anzacs or Russians. It's just people in the armed forces. And this is where stuff gets kind of interesting. A lot of the times when I'm teaching poems, I say, try and look for something that resonates with you personally. Or how would you react? Imagine this was real, this was happening. What's your response? And Jane Weir has dual British and Italian heritage. 
while I don't, I'm pretty 100% British, um, but I am also actually a quarter Irish. Blah, 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 passport situation. But for passport purposes, I am 100% British. Dang it. But my partner is half Italian and half British heritage. Manchester, and especially around Nottingham where I did my teacher training and a lot of the Midlands, has these like third, fourth generation communities that grew up from people who were prisoners of war and then settled in the UK or people who like just moved to the UK after the second world war so when I was doing teacher training lots of my students were like fourth generation Ukrainian one of my friends is like fourth generation German um yeah like the Polish community is super established in Nottingham and it was from one of these communities that Jane Weir came from this always reminds me I can't even it makes me laugh so much so one of my students uh, when I was doing teacher training was a Ukrainian lad one of these like fourth generation Ukrainian lads and he was setting off fireworks in his garden and the police got called and he insisted it counted as an embassy of the Ukraine <laughs> um, because his dad was the local vicar um, he was like, no, it's an embassy. This is foreign soil. And can you imagine these poor coppers who just wanted to be like, look, don't set a fireworks child. And this, this pompous and very, very verbose year nine is like, but it is an embassy. All right, all right, that don't work. That don't work. But when we talk about these communities that grew up, that had multiple experiences of war, be they like victors, losers, though ultimately we all lose, but like different experiences kind of melded together in these kind of communities. People sort of stopped being enemies. One of the examples that the Guardian cited was the Forester of Dean in Gloucestershire, which according to my friends who live in Gloucester, apparently the Forest of Dean is like the hillbillies of Gloucestershire. I mean, if, you're, if you are from the Forest of Dean and you're listening, please correct me or confirm. But apparently the Forest of Dean was where Italian POWs started their own football team and used to play against the local lads. And that was the way these communities came together. It didn't increase hostility between allies and Axis nations. It actually built a kind of mutual understanding. It kind of stopped everyone seeing each other as the enemy and embracing some kind of universal loss, universal memory. And this is one of the ironies, which I really enjoyed when I was researching this, by the way. What? would be Shakespeare's association with the poppy and this is this is like it's a rhetorical question because I hope that you're sitting at home and going why yes I know but um I I don't know if you're shouting out I mean if you're listening to this on the bus please don't shout out people are gonna think that's a bit odd but Shakespeare's association with the poppy is forgetting so Shakespearean times or ancient times if you drink the quote-unquote milk of the poppy so like an opium-based solution it helps you forget 
night and it helps you sleep which is always the wonderful irony because we use a poppy now to help us remember but for a classical person this is what you use to forget this is what you use to lay something to rest and it's this dual meaning of the title that makes it kind of cool actually like is she using poppies to remember or to forget we I don't know I don't know I would love to have Jane Weir as a guest on the podcast but unfortunately we're all in lockdown so no one can guest at the moment unless they want to Skype me it's all good my Skype is working of course the modern poppy and war thing is actually kind of grim so Afghanistan and troops serving in Afghanistan are dealing with the fact that local people trying to get money and live in devastation are increasingly growing opium and a lot of the global opium opiate based drug trade is coming from these poppies in war zones so the poppy as an emblem has taken this bizarre journey from being sleeping forgetting remembering heroism to being please go away you're making everything worse (laughs) go away poppies and like i was never really a fan of this poem actually like i've taught all the anthology so many times and this was never one of the ones that i really loved in the same way that i loved kamikaze but as is the moral of everything that i do once you research the context you actually get a lot more out of it gotta say actually this is just the moral of my life research the context you'll get a bit more out of it Right, I'm going to pause there because in about mm, an hour and a half's time after me recording this, I am going to do this podcast as a very special YouTube live stream live podcast. So you're listening to my recorded version, which is going out of my usual sound format. But I'm going to wash my hair and I'm going to sit outside and run this through as a live one. So if you have seen, if you have heard this podcast or if you like prefer having someone tell you a story and you want to laugh at how much i'm probably gonna flub my words then check it out youtube straight talking english you will see my live cast oh please don't laugh i'm gonna flub so much you do not know how much i edit my podcast to get rid of my flub a dub dub book five of the full context series the first draft is officially done the second draft and is with my editor my aim was to get it out by my birthday which is april 21st but maybe no but it's gonna be out very 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 soon so save up your pennies peeps it's only gonna be a tenner off amazon do it right thank you very very much str8 talk english on twitter straight talkingenglish.com buy my books buy my books they're on amazon youtube slash straight talking english if you want to see me 
flubber, like flubber, then do it. Patreon slash Straight Talk English, a pound a month will make a really, really big difference. I will be back next week to round off this little like trilogy triplet babe of first world war poems and i'm gonna do bayonet charge i said i was gonna do it last week but then i couldn't be bothered after the grimness of the owen research so i thought i'd do poppies it's a bit more straightforward i will speak to you very very soon and thank you very very much for listening